You're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed On Demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Happy Halloween. <laughs> October 31st, Triple Eight 933 You know it's Halloween because Keith is, well, of course, this is every day. Doing something even more stupid than usual, though. So. What do you mean stupid? I mean stupid. You take off the mask. I'm just I'm Ant Man. Uh, I don't even know who's Keith. Cute. I, I'm not. He's a, he's Ant Man. See, it's it's a great Halloween costume. Thank you. Mm. I might leave it's it on top of my head today. Great. Plus, you like the movie, right? I didn't like that movie. I loved the movie. I thought it was the best Marvel movie that has oh, been made. Good. Yeah. Golly, nothing could be further from the truth. Okay. Well. I liked it, and I liked the first one. I did not. I didn't like the second one at all. Really? Yeah. At all? At all. <laughs> no. We, in fact, we almost left in the middle of it. What? And I kept thinking, no, nah, it's gonna get better. Keith said it was really good. He said it was the best one. So, my wife's not that impressed with your taste in movies anymore. So, <laughs> and he, just, wait, she just was so you before? Know. Yeah, I don't know that she was impressed, but I think yeah. she was probably neutral. I was gonna say I don't get out, but much. now she's not neutral anymore. I mean, I think the last <laughs> movie I saw. In theaters before the Marvel series was maybe uh, Barbershop 15 years ago. Barbershop. So I don't really get out much. <laughs> barbershop was good. That was, was good. Was that the best Barbershop in the whole Barbershop series? Oh, it was better than Barbershop 2. Wow. That's saying that. something. Yeah. That is saying mm-hmm. something. I, I don't know what, but something. Uh, so, um, <laughs> we've got uh, just a lot to talk about today. It's... Uh, a lot happened yesterday. A lot continues to happen today. Uh, everybody's going crazy over the Kanye West stuff. Hmm. Kanye West has now uh, broken, uh, I guess, with the president. He's not a fan anymore. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. Wow, that was short-lived. Yeah, wasn't it, though? Hmm. Um, he was an ardent supporter. Yeah. They, they went through that whole Oval Office thing. Yep. Oh, he's been exploited. He was just, he feels like he was being used now for political purposes. He's going to, he's going to step away from politics now. Because, uh, you know, I mean, he's such a genius that uh, obviously they wanted to use him and his genius for their own purposes. And, uh, and they just, they took, took him and used him. Huh. That's too bad. Yeah. I mean, you, it's hard to find genius like this. Why would you not want this guy on your side? You call this genius, right? Genius, yeah. It's brilliant. Guys, he's an artist. This is one of his masterpieces. <laughs> Real good. So, bad. so uh I just I love this stuff because uh you know he he says he's being used. He's the one who brought it up in the first place. 
How would anybody know that he even supported Trump? Or why would you think he supported Trump unless he brought it up in the first place? And so obviously, if you if you are a big celebrity, and he's one of the biggest, and you're black because very few blacks support uh, Donald Trump, but you do, and you're considered a genius, obviously they're going to say something about that, right? It's not using him. It's just allowing him, well, okay, do you, do you, would you like to come to the Oval Office and talk about this? So... Uh, the mainstream media, CNN in particular, went nuts on this guy. He was mentally disturbed. Uh, he was insane. He's crazy. He's out of control. He's spiraling. <laughs> well, what do you say now? I mean, is is he still insane? Or uh, now that, now that he agrees with you that he was being used by Donald Trump and Trump is evil... Uh, is he perfectly fine? Uh, end of sound mind now. CNN's uh, Chris Cuomo and Don Lemon discussed this yesterday. So less than a month after the Oval Office sit-down, Kanye West says he needs distance from politics. Mm-hmm. Good choice. In a pair of good, tweets, good choice. he denies... The- why, why is that a good choice? It's not a good choice when other people uh, get out of the political arena that are on your side... Was it a? It would be a great choice if a lot of these people would keep their mouths shut. But this guy, this one celebrity, liked the president, and now they want him to to be silent. Designing a T-shirt line urging black people to abandon the Democratic Party, they called it Blexit. Mm-hmm. If he was used by conservative activist Candace Owens, it wouldn't be the first time he was used for political gain. Let's bring in D. Lemon. D. Lemon, right move for Kanye? <laughs> D. Lemon. Uh, yeah, listen. Yeah, um, listen. Listen. You know how I feel about this. And I, 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 I don't want to beat up on Kanye anymore. Oh. Yeah, well, anymore. <laughs> Any, he doesn't want to. I don't want to beat up on Kanye anymore. I've been doing it for the past month, of course, and uh, and calling him insane and telling him he needs help and somebody needs to intervene and we need to have an intervention with Kanye, but I don't want to do that anymore now that he agrees with me. Um, because mm-hmm. this isn't, um, I don't mean this in, the, in a derogatory oh, way. Of course you don't. He of course you has don't. To deal, he's dealing with some issues. And it seems to me uh-huh. from these tweets that he is probably dealing or? with them, which is a good thing. That's a good thing. Which is what most people yeah. said. That's, this was the point, that at uh-huh. this time in his life, without the knowledge of history and perhaps reading a little bit more mm. uh, that he should not be talking about and addressing the issues that he was addressing because Whoa. he wasn't helping on the issue, especially when it came to certain amendments, right? And now we're talking about... In, in your opinion, you douchebag, that he wow. wasn't helping. What a I, half the country thinks he was helping, wow. but you're, you're the arbiter. Well, he's D. Lemon. Uh-huh. The 14th Amendment today, but that's another story. Is so okay. um, you mentioned Candace. He says... Uh, he's talking about the hat, the Blexit, right? The, mm-hmm. There was a hat, Blexit, black exit from the Democratic Party or whatever. Because I introduced Candace to the person who made the logo, and they didn't want their name on it, so she used mine. I never wanted any association with Blexit. I had nothing to do with it, he says. So, um, And then he says, you know, I, I support, he, he supports community, helping people in the community. He supports all kinds of things. I'm just looking uh-huh. at his tweets uh, now. Um, and saying that he's going to back away from politics. Okay, good. And, and focus on creativity. All I say is, good for you. 
I hope you mean it. I just wonder what the Trump folks are going to say now. How oh, gonna what, what are they going to say? My guess? I wonder. Nothing. <laughs> His guess is nothing. nothing. They're not going to say anything. If they do have to okay. say anything, because uh, I think it looked like what it was. I think it looked like mm. uh, he was trotting somebody out. The timing yeah. of it wasn't great. The media, of course, was all over it. Shame on us as far as I'm concerned. And he didn't seem well. And it yeah. seemed exploitative. So he, he didn't seem well. Why? He seemed like he always seems. Because he wasn't towing their line. Exactly. That's exactly right. Did he seem well in 2005 or six when he did that fundraiser? <laughs> and, and he completely ignored the teleprompter and blew Michael Myers uh, out of the water by saying, uh, George Bush doesn't like black people. Doesn't care about black people. Yep. I, come on. I mean, he's he's doing what he's always done. What do you mean? I think yeah. they say nothing. And if they have to say okay. something, What's they'll say be? the enemy of the people barked Kanye out of the, gra- out of the game. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good guess because that's exactly what happened. Oh, yes, what happened. <laughs> man, listen. Oh, man. You My are smart. eyes are now wide open and then I they? now realize I've been used to spread messages I don't believe in. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's pretty big. Okay, so Chris Cuomo guesses that they're going to blame the media for uh, driving him out of the political arena. Where do they get huh. that? Huh. That's like a gunman who shoots 100 people in a department store and then comes out on the sidewalk where the media is waiting for him. And he says, I, I suppose they're going to blame all of this on me now. Mm. I, I All of a sudden, I'm going to be the bad guy here. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because you are. Yes, because you're the one who shot all those people. <laughs> That's just... Hey, I mean, they're smug bullies. Oh, my gosh. That's all they are. And then they turn around and it's like, us? What? what? Why would you point the finger at us? Yeah, I, I'm surprised. They're We're not just journalists. Bragging about the scalp that they just got. Instead, they're acting, oh, I didn't. What is this? I don't know. What? How could you possibly blame us for this? All we did was bludgeon him every day for a month. That's all we did. How, how do we become the bad people here? Need to check yourself. I don't know it's, what you're talking about. I mean, it is despicable yeah there's no length to which they will not stoop there's no depth that that they can't get under i mean it's unbelievable ah it's great that's great vipers and hypocrites and just pointing the finger at at trump for absolutely everything nothing is their fault nothing everything that's ever done from the environment in the country right now um, to Kanye West and his bizarre behavior, all of it is on is on Donald Trump. It's really something to watch. Uh, and then they wonder why so many people consider them the enemy of the people. Don't act like the enemy of the people. Then <laughs> stop, stop acting as if you are the enemy of the people. Uh, do some news for a change. That would be nice. I mean, CNN has gotten so ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> they've actually, they've actually become worse than MSNBC, which I never thought possible. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. And meanwhile, the, the the media continues to try to blame uh, Donald Trump for 
the shooting at the synagogue as well, and they're trying to make him into an anti-Semite. The most pro-Jewish, pro-Israel president we've ever had in this country. By far. Nobody else has had the giblets to do what Donald Trump has done. And, and now, all of a sudden, he's an anti-Semite. And he's the one to blame. Uh, listen to what Chris Matthews had to say about uh, linking the president, the murderer in Pittsburgh, and the caravan. No one can safely assert a connection between the preaching of an American president American? against the migrants of Central America and America. Saturday's killings by a man who spoke maniacally of how Jewish people were aiding invaders. That was his word. Was but it? then who can say there was no connection? <laughs> and that's what? Wow. That's it. So that was a sign off. Uh, who can say yeah. there was a connection? Mm-hmm. Yet, yes. Who can say there wasn't you got a it. connection? And that's hardball for tonight. That, that's literally the next thing you said. <laughs> I swear. I mean, that is unbelievable. <laughs> yep. Everything's connected or it's not, but maybe it is, but it doesn't <laughs> matter because the bottom line is it's Trump's fault the end wow I, we we don't have to show our math we don't show you how we get there the conclusion is it's trump's fault so deal with it mm-hmm. um ryan stelter tried to show how they get there okay uh this is pretty involved see if you can stay with it he called migrants invaders okay. using okay. the same dehumanizing mm-hmm. language that's been saturating right-wing radio and tv wow uh okay first of all invaders it doesn't dehumanize people. It's humans who invade places. <laughs> like, like just because you're an invading army doesn't mean that you're not human. So what do you mean it dehumanizes them? Almost every invader in the history of the world has been a human. Um, unless you're talking about insects or, yeah. you know, an infestation of some sort. Yeah, that's army not worms. What, army worms. It's not what we're saying. Mm-hmm. It's an invading horde. This is an invasion. This is an invasion. We may never know where the suspect heard these ideas or why he believed them. Okay. But we do know mm-hmm. that the hate crime coincided with a rise in hateful language. From the InfoWars mm. fringe to Fox's primetime lineup. You have this invasion coming over every day. Almost as soon as the migrant caravan formed in Central America. It's a kind of invasion. Fox News, Talking Heads, and President Trump made it out to be a major threat. You do not have the right to come here. We did not invite you here. You cannot stay here. Republican leaders (laughs) echoed. That's kind of fun. I like that. We did not invite you here. You cannot stay here. Uh, well, she's fantastic. Judge, is that Judge? Yeah, what's Judge. What's her face? Yeah. Uh, Piro or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so she was. I mean, and she's right. Yeah. I mean, there was she's nothing. right. What do you call it when eight thousand people uh, come to a country? That's just migration. That's just normal migratory pattern. That's all that is. This is a walkabout. Yeah. Yeah. It's a walkabout, and they just happen to wind up twenty six miles away from their home. Yeah. In our home. Don't even worry about who these people are. They're great. Every single one of them's great. Perfect. I don't even understand why you're concerned about it. There's no need to be concerned. It's not like there's been violence or anything going on down there. All right. I want these a-holes. I want these people to accept responsibility for every single person in this caravan. You you become you become re- accountable uh-huh. for everything they do because you're the ones who said we've got absolutely nothing to fear from Shepard Smith mm-hmm. to Chris Matthews. To Brian Stelter, to all of these holier-than-thou people 
who believe that the border should just be wide open and anyone who wants to come, come on in. And there's no danger whatsoever. Okay, then let's make you accountable for their every action. Would you like that? This line. We have to treat this as an invasion. And look at the online reactions. This is an invasion. This is an act of attacking the United States sovereignty. Scroll down on any of these videos on YouTube, mm-hmm. and the mm. fire was raging, Ooh. with commenters screaming about huh. an invading army, even though the migrants were 1,000 miles away. They keep making that point. Shepard Smith made that point, too. They're 1,000 miles away. So what? They're on the way here. I swear. I, yeah. It doesn't mean it. it's any less of an invasion just because they haven't gotten here yet. They still plan to get here and invade. And, and, and if Trump were wow. not saying anything... If he literally mm-hmm. said nothing, tweeted nothing, there was no record of him referring to the caravan, then the same people would be saying, well, what's your plan? What is your yes, plan for would. when these people get here? Because mm-hmm. they're going to need a place to live, and we need to be open. We need to be welcome. We need to be ready for them. <laughs> you cannot win. And I love how yeah. Yeah, they're, 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 you ask them to take responsibility for all of these migrants. These are the same people who refuse to take responsibility for their own actions. I know. Sure as hell, by the time this, once they get up here, and, oh, our hands are clean now. We don't care about this story unless it turns into a, a beautiful optical uh, against Trump. Well, then it's going to be, well, you, I mean, obviously there's going to be some bad apples among this group. Yes. We, you, yep. you, you can't account for every single, there's a lot of bad Americans. Mm-hmm. That will be the, that'll be the battle cry then. Well, no, you you made it sound like there wasn't a thing to worry about. What's That every single person belonged here. What is your over-under on the date we first heard the analogy to um, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph? No. That'll happen before December, I'm guessing. So but you think it's after or before Thanksgiving? I'm going to say just after Thanksgiving. So It'll, maybe yeah. Thanksgiving night. As soon as we start heading into Christmas, then the Christmas analogy. <laughs> the Christmas metaphors will start coming out. And flee danger. One voice on Fox tried to point that out. The president has called Whoa. it an assault on the U.S. border. Uh-huh. It is absolutely not. But it's- okay, because he said it is yeah. absolutely not. That yeah. means it's true. Yeah, we're done. Yeah. Shep Smith said it, so it is. Okay? Nobody can dispute Shepard Smith. The audience rejected that. Shep Smith reading a tweet from a viewer. Sorry, Shep. We are not falling for your fake story. This is an invasion. Was the gunman watching? We may never know. <laughs> But the right-wing climate was full of outrage. Six (laughs) days before the shooting, the suspect wrote, I have noticed a change in people saying illegals that now say invaders. I like this. In the past two weeks, the word invasion was spouted on Fox more than 60 times. And on Fox Business, 75. And the American people are seeing these visuals on television every day, and they think of it as an invasion. Combine that with the claims that Democrats were funding the caravan. Another leftist-funded operation. Laura Ingram saying leftists were aiding and abetting. Congressman Matt Gates sharing a video mm. saying people were being paid to storm the U.S. border. Soros is a favorite boogeyman of the right. He's a billionaire donor, and he's Jewish. And he's Jewish. Whoa, why are you pointing that out? Yeah, I don't understand that. Well, he's also not Jewish. He's atheist. Oh. I mean, does he have Jewish heritage? Yes. Yeah, he does. Uh, He's got a very interesting uh, past with Judaism, in fact, as we all know. Um, Participating, as he did, Mm -hmm. in rounding up Jews. Um, And he writes about it, and he had no remorse about it. Yeah, he he was the guy holding the clipboard 
um, writing down all of the artwork but that was taken, stolen from Jewish families. Anti-Semitic to point that out, of course. You, you, oh. can't, you can't point out a fact. But, uh, but that, the, he actually said that. Like, those were his words. Right, but you can't he, say his words. He, you can't he, remind people about his words, otherwise you're an anti-Semite. He worked hand-in-hand. Hand. Yeah, you, you, you just continue to spew your hate, Keith. I, I don't know what's going on over there. Dark you know? corners of social media filled mm-hmm. up with conspiracy theories, and it spilled onto TV. From the Soros-occupied State Department. This Lou Dobbs guest blaming the caravan on Soros, calling to mind an anti-Semitic trope about Jews secretly running the government. Calling, wait, calling to mind? Calling to whose mind? Yours, apparently, because nobody said that. Calling to mind an anti-Semite trope. Uh, Okay, about Jews running the government. I see. Thank you for that, Brian. The suspect's final (laughs) post on Gab blamed a Jewish refugee group for bringing in invaders. Now, the Washington Post arguing that the conspiracy theory about Soros and the caravan inspired the horror in Pittsburgh. And Adam Serwer writing in The Atlantic saying Trump's caravan hysteria led to this. The president's reaction? He tweeted on Monday, this is an invasion of our country. Brian, what I'm so struck by is do the president of the United States words matter or not? Let's just decide. So generally, up until 2016, we felt as a country that the president of the United States words mattered. But now, unless it was something Barack Obama was lying about, then they didn't matter. That didn't matter at all. Like all the times he lied about health care. That didn't matter. All the times he lied about lobbyists didn't matter. All the times he lied about Fast and Furious. Those those times didn't matter. I, I mean, it's, you know, you got to pick and choose yeah, yeah, yeah. Benghazi, the, the movie, the video that caused Benghazi. Uh-huh. It didn't matter. The White House, and this is the part that baffles me, from mm. Sarah Sanders yesterday to the president himself, they're <laughs> saying that they don't think that his words have any impact. He can say whatever he wants, mm. and people are not mm. listening. I don't understand the logic. But I think that dodge, which is illogical, is specifically because mm. Trump and his aides know he's vulnerable. They recognize that he's mm. lit a fire and added more and more fuel every day and is not able to control it. By the way, he by the way, control it. He doesn't seem interested in controlling it. But even if he wanted to, mm-hmm. I'm not sure he could. He has unleashed forces in this country. And so what do they do? Huh. They have to attack the press. They have they to have change to. the subject mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they're vulnerable on this problem. They may be vulnerable, but the president is leaning in. I think it's fascinating yes. how much he has chosen to lean in on these very subjects. Ah, and it's, I think he's it's telegraphing. He's going to do it even more over the next even few days. He's using more. the language of invaders. He's leaning in. The murders in Pittsburgh. He's attacked the press since bombs were sent around he's all in Mm -hmm. yeah trying to limit his losses in the midterms by saying two things number one hate the media number two fear the caravan very clear messages i think most americans see through them but not all americans so we can talk about fear monger we talk about the the ridiculousness of this rhetoric but it is effective among some people i sure hope some of those fox hosts some of those commentators Uh take a moment take a minute take a minute think about their Mm -hmm. role in this environment (laughs) Hopefully, <laughs> there's some soul searching right now in the wake of this massacre. Brian, do you have a fever? Wow. Wow, the hypocrisy is just unfathomable. Wait, are you searching your soul right now? Mm, I, for Coming from Brian Stelter, a guy who's never soul searched in his life, hmm? I would guess. Hmm? I mean, he certainly hasn't soul searched about his part in this environment. He hasn't given one iota of thought. 
to what he's been saying and the hatred he's drummed up against Trump. I mean, that network is 24 hours a day, seven days a week, anti-Trump. Just beat the drum over and over and over and over and over and over. What do you mean? I, I look up at CNN right now and their banner says local officials and congressional leaders shun Trump in Pittsburgh. Yeah, no matter what the you can just look story at it, is. Honestly, any random time of the day, just look up and read the graphic. And, and it it's going to be something point. anti-Trump. Yep. 888 You know, uh, this portion of the Pat Gray Unleashed program brought to you by uh, WaxRx.com. When your ears aren't clean, they get they can get really uncomfortable. Um, and cotton swabs don't help. Just ask uh, Keith. Jammed one in his ear today for yeah, some reason. Yeah, sure did. I got a, got a, to the point where his ear started to bleed. Well, you, know, you have to use your right hand to clean your left ear. The angle, not so good. When you're such a bonehead yes, that instead of trimming your bushes, you trim your fingers off your hand. Yep. Uh, then it, it makes yep. doing things with your hands sort of cumbersome. Mm-hmm. And then you jam things into your ears. It shouldn't be jammed in. And it bled. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. I'm bleeding all over. Good way to, to uh, avoid that? WaxRx. Hmm. Use WaxRx.com is where to go to get this incredible system. It's doctor-developed. Comes with a special wax softening drop to break down uh, everything inside your ear, except what should be there. Uh, and a specially engineered pump fitted with a unique tip to gently deliver the perfect amount of cleansing pressure to flush everything away. Then there's the pH condition formula that rinses and soothes your ears. Go to usewaxrx.com and order yours today. Usewaxrx.com. Use the offer code radio and you'll get free standard shipping. Yeah, but there's nothing to fear, uh, except for fear itself. Oh, uh, with thank this, you, FDR. With this uh, caravan, um, <laughs> nobody in that group has done anything wrong in their life. Unless you, I mean, maybe you consider attempted murder wrong. <laughs> I don't know. Man, and if you you're said, that picky. You said attempted. Yeah, I did say attempted. It's not actual murder. Just tried to kill somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They interviewed uh, one of these wonderful people on the way here and... Here's what he had to say. Here's what he admitted about himself. Amongst this group, a gentleman we talked to in the last hour, Jose from Honduras, who's mm-hmm. coming even though he's convicted of a serious felony. Listen. Convicted of a... In my country, Honduras, got a lot of trouble. Right. Can you ask him exactly what happened? Um, ¿cuál, ¿Cuál es tu felonía exactamente? Number three. Uh-huh. Number three. A third Number degree three. felony? Oh, okay. Intento de, de matar. Murder. Attempt of murder. Attempt of murder. That's, I mean, <laughs> if you're so picky that you consider that to be wrong, I can't help you. Are you you're doing you're a hateful person. Now? You're doing soul searching. I'm doing a little soul searching, yeah. and so I'm trying to figure out. Attempted murderers in your country. No, I, I think it's fine because he didn't actually murder the person. Right. He attempted. Just tried to. And he failed. Okay. okay. All right. So now he's so, coming to America for a new start and a new chance. He's not that. good at killing. <laughs> he's he's ham hand he's a ham handed killer. Yep. I mean he's uh, headed to so America to pursue his dreams now. Each and every one of these wonderful people, the Democrats and the media are all vouching for. So there is absolutely nothing to fear from any of them. <sighs> and it's not like we're afraid anyway. We're concerned. It's not fear mongering. It's concern about our border, our sovereignty, our laws. Our rights. 
the jobs they'll be taking from Americans who otherwise would have had those jobs. Um, The welfare system that could collapse eventually if we just allow this to continue. The fact that our country is being balkanized and they're promoting it. They're endorsing it. It's, it isn't fear. It is concern. And you can't tell me that you shouldn't be concerned about eight to 10 to 14,000 people all coming into the country illegally at once, followed by another caravan of thousands of people and another one after that. And if they all arrive here, you know it's going to happen over and over and over again. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Not only am I here, but uh, so is Jeffy. With Chewing the Fat. Happy Halloween. No, thank you. I didn't. You too. You know, I wanted. To, I haven't seen you uh, in a couple of days, but just remember, today is uh, the end of the month, and I noticed that uh, we have police officers in the DFW area uh, pulling people over on the toll mm. roads. Mm. I was so angry. Really, I was so angry coming to work the other morning when he's got them pulled over. So you're you're not only there's plenty of traffic on the other side mm-hmm. where people aren't paying the extra money to drive on the toll road. Mm-hmm. Pull those people over. Hold on, time out, time out, time out, time out. I saw your post yesterday or a couple of days ago, right? Whenever it was. So angry. Right. And so you made the point just now, they're pulling people over that are already paying to drive on those Correct. roads. Um, they're also, Jeffy, just so you know, pulling people over on the other roads, giving them tickets as Carrie got one yesterday. <clears throat> what is going on when someone like Carrie gets a ticket? That's the first one ever for her, by the way. Was it a female mm. police officer? No, it wasn't. No. Hmm. No. So anyway, her first ticket there's, ever. There's yesterday. an issue when people uh, mm-hmm. like Carrie are getting tickets. Mm-hmm. There's a big issue. Yeah. She must have been really speeding. I mean, like, uh, no, a 50 insane. and a 35. She didn't know the road. That's what they gave her. But what was yeah, she doing? That's the first time she was on this road. She was somewhere. Uh, she was not in the normal place she is. Anyway, so 50 and a 35. No warning, no nothing. It was just wow. write the ticket mm-hmm. and be on. She said he was not conversational at all. So there you go. She, I, I'll give her some tips. Help her out of that. God, I don't want any tips coming from you and her. She wouldn't get a ticket. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all I'm saying. That's all <laughs> hey, I'm saying. She would you. not get Noted. a ticket. Hold on. We're not, okay. <laughs> Got it. Thank you. Uh, for those of you that were all wound up about uh, Hershey's uh, announcement that they plan to roll out uh, Reese's Cups mm-hmm. that are 40% thinner. Mm-hmm. And they they announced this, and people went crazy. Sure. Why? Don't buy them if you don't want it. Well, they th- they're going to have the other they, kind too, right? They misunderstood. Uh, yeah, they, they oh, thought, they thought that they were Reese's being replaced. Yeah, they'd never do that. That'd be that'd be ridiculous. Right? New Coke. I mean, Reese's peanut butter cups mm-hmm. are that's they were ranked number one on the candy bar list this year, mm-hmm. even though it's questionable they can no, be considered not. a candy bar. Okay. But they were number one on the list. They're it's not going to get rid cup. of those. It's a candy cup. There wasn't a candy cup Does it get his own list. category? <laughs> yeah, the cup category? No, it's the greatest thing ever made. All so it's okay. Don't worry about it. They're not replacing. Is it your favorite? Also. What's your favorite, uh, what's your favorite candy? I don't know. I went down that list. I like Reese's a lot. but I, I do like Reese's, but... I think Milky Way's my favorite candy bar. Milky Way's pretty good. Pretty uh, dang good. I kept going down the list going, no, that one's good. That one's good. Mm-hmm. That one's good. There's... <laughs> Twix. Oh, I love Twix. I like Twix a lot. I love Twix. Yeah, it's the caramel. So uh, we like the caramel. I like caramel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the caramel. In there By the way, I do pronounce it caramel, not caramel. 
It's actually spelled like caramel, but uh, it's actually pronounced caramel. Well, you don't, you don't, drive, yeah, you don't right. drive a care. Right. right. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there's a lot on that list that's good. I mean, the, we should look up that list. Crunchy. Oh. Where's the list? Uh, you know, should we just go to your Facebook page and find it? No, I didn't post it on my Facebook okay. page. No, I just, uh, uh, I just did it on my podcast, where's Chewing the, the Fat. I want chicken. Chicken uh, download I just, daily. I'm hungry for chicken, not peanut butter and chocolate. Why right do you want? Now. You want chicken? Turn around, and you might want chicken too. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Hold on, stay there. No, you stay right there. I got to take a picture of this. <laughs> so, <laughs> Colonel Sanders lives. Like literally, Colonel Sanders is, is does in the live right now. Come Wait, in here and get, come into camera shot for a second. For a second. So Sanders Glenn's obviously does live. No, no where are you going? I'm trying to take he's a. Gonna, a he's saving that for his own show. Glenn's preparing for his uh, for his broadcast, which I guess he does still. I guess he's still doing it. Is, is that a, is that a doing show? a show? Is, is he still show? on? I think he still has a show somewhere. And uh, so <laughs> he's he's dressed up as Colonel Sanders today. He looks good. He looks. Just, he, he looks, looks good. He looks like exactly like Colonel Sanders. I don't know why he doesn't. They've tried everybody else for the commercials. Yeah. I know they've rotated yeah. all kinds of people in and out. Mm-hmm. He should have done it as yeah, well. Yeah, why not use the guy that actually already looks like Colonel Sanders? Mm-hmm. And there you have it. And and speaking of of chickens, uh, people were all wound up because uh, ABC News and other outlets had reported that the uh, CDC had. Uh, recommended that pet owners not dress up their chickens mm-hmm. due to a strain of uh, salmonella that the CDC uh, uh, talked about. But uh, they have now spoken out and let everybody know that, uh, no, despite uh, reports to the contrary, the CDC uh, has not warned people against dressing chickens in Halloween costumes. <laughs> so it's okay. You can, uh, you can dress your chicken uh, up today that's a, if you that's want. That's a relief. To. I that's know. A real relief. They give yeah. you pointers mm-hmm. though. Always wash your hands after touching chickens, and they tell you that uh, children under five should not hold or touch chickens. Uh, young children are more likely to get sick from because of their immune systems are still developing. And there's an entire uh, lengthy list of things that people should take care of if they're going to dress their chicken. But it's okay to dress your chicken. So, so many punchlines. I know. I know. I know. We also have uh, good news from uh, Kansas City. Uh, earlier this month, we found out that uh, someone had uh, stolen a giant inflatable colon, and it made the news because uh, everybody on social media loves to make the colon jokes, and it was an inflatable colon missing, and it was missing for quite some time. However, oh, the Kansas City police... Uh, have uh, found it, and if you you can see, this is their tweet from there. It's Kansas City Police Department. They recovered it. It's the giant colon. It belonged to the uh, Cancer Coalition, which, uh, which uses it for its Get Your Rear in Gear campaign. Huh. That thing is worth about four grand. So I know. <laughs> they found it in, uh, mm-hmm. they have not found the, the person or persons who uh, stole it, mm-hmm. uh, but they found it in a deserted lot, a deserted house. Uh, in Kansas City, so thankfully that's been uh, that's been uh, returned to the uh, cancer good colon people. I'm that's sorry. a relief. So what good. do they what do they use the inflatable colon for? I don't know exactly. You walk through it, and you, they it's for their campaign. Get your rear and gear campaign. It costs four thousand dollars for an inflatable it's a big inflatable colon to just put up and let you walk through and okay. it's a big inflatable. Also, uh, Uber announces uh, finally that uh, they're going to have a subscription service, which is it doesn't sound too bad. 14.99 a month, you get a flat fee, go to Uber as much as you want each month. Whoa. That's I know. 
Uh, Ride Pass is available in five cities. Starts today: Los Angeles, Austin, Orlando, Denver, and Miami. Fourteen ninety nine a month, except for L A., which is twenty four ninety nine a month. Uh, they have to up the traffic for most yeah. of your ride. And you can do as many uh, rides flat rates as you. on uh, Uber yeah. X and Uber Pool trips uh, over the course of the month. That's a pretty good deal. That is, that if you is use great. it a lot, yeah. Do you yeah. have to commit to you know a year at a time or no? They said you can cancel any time, but if I mean, you cancel, could, they're not giving you one your ride. Mo- you're not giving you your that's, money back. Yeah, that that's a round trip. Yeah. to wow. the airport. You know. I mean, Lyft Lyft has got a, a deal where they are like it's like three hundred dollars a month. So Uber is probably going to get you hooked and then say, "Ooh, it costs a little bit more now." Mm-hmm. Thanks for the fourteen ninety nine, but we are going to go ahead and charge you more now. Yeah. Uh, good news from Ben and Jerry's, and you know they care about the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they care. They Socialists love the country with a heart, so much. if you will. And so they've uh, they've come together with the new ice cream pecan resist uh, chocolate ice cream with white and dark fudge chunks. Resist. Shut up. They uh, together we can build a more just and equitable tomorrow. We can peacefully resist the Trump administration's regressive and discriminatory policies and build a future that values inclusivity, equality, and justice for people of color, women, the LGBT community, refugees, and immigrants. Pecan Resist supports our four organizations that are working on the front lines of the peaceful resistance, building a world that supports their values. Okay. You want to know the the fine four groups? Color of change. Of course. (laughs) Honor the earth. Honor the earth. Good. Yeah. Netta. Netta is one of the fastest growing independent media platforms led by people of color along the Texas-Mexico border. People of what color? (laughs) It just says people of color, doesn't Mm -hmm. say. Okay. And uh, Women's March, uh, committed to Harnessing the political power of diverse women and their communities to create transformative social change. I mean, that, that's outstanding yeah. from uh, from Ben and Jerry's. Just make ice cream. Make ice cream and shut up. <laughs> Just make ice cream. So bad. All right, we'll finish up uh, with uh, chewing the fat coming up in a second. But this portion of the Pat Gray Unleashed program brought to you by my Patriot Supply. Because when emergencies happen. Uh, what do you normally do? You think, oh my gosh, I got to get to the store and I got to stock up on water and milk right. and eggs and whatever. Uh, and when you get to the store, you find chaos or you find empty shelves because it's it's too late by the time something is upon you. So prepare now, you know, when things are relatively quiet. Before for, Jeffy moves into your neighborhood is what he's trying to say. Or a hurricane moves into your neighborhood or an earthquake or a blizzard, a social unrest. Who knows what's going to happen? You just want to be prepared for any eventuality. And the great place to start is where I started, uh, My Patriot Supply. You should uh, use it for your food storage. Right now, they've got an incredible deal, a two-week food kit that comes in a rugged tote. And this week, it's 75 bucks for two weeks of food. It's incredible. So go to my special website, preparewithpat.com, preparewithpat.com, or you can call 888-411-5293, 888-411-5293. These food kits include breakfast, lunch, and dinners that last up to 25 years in storage. It's two weeks of food. Try to buy that. You know, Go to Kroger or Safeway or wherever you shop huh. and try to buy two weeks of food for 75 bucks. You can't Good do luck. it. Can't do it. So you can't have pull that. through a drive-through and get. <laughs> you really can't. So have that peace of mind. Order it now and and be prepared and rest easy. Triple eight four eleven fifty two ninety three or at preparewithpat.com. dot com. 
We are uh, chewing the fat with Jeffy on this Halloween Wednesday. So, uh, you two, uh, the Foo Fighters, and Elton John uh, are all lined up for, and I'm sure, I, I don't know why I'm, I'm telling you this, because I'm sure you're so excited and have already pre-ordered the uh, T-Rex tribute album. The T-Rex tribute album. Like the T-Rex bang-a-gong T-Rex? That's correct. Uh, the legacy, uh, Mark Bolin and T. The one hit wonder T. Whoa, 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 wrong, my friend. Bang a gong, get it wrong. on. Wrong. Bang a gong. What are you talking about? Bang a one hit wonder. What else is there? We're talking about. Uh, there's a Jeepster. Oh wait, there's also uh, Telegram uh, Sam. Telegram Sam. Yeah. And Children of the Revolution. I've never heard of okay. any of these. Never so, heard of any of them. Don't even start with me on the old. <laughs> they have one hit. They have one. He was hit. a big star though on TV and. Uh, in, uh, he T Rex is a Kingdom. guy, not a band. Uh, yeah, well, Mark Bolin, okay. Mark Bolin with mm-hmm. the band T Rex, yes. Um, but they're all uh, performers slated uh, set to include a Joan Jett, Nick Cave, Perry Farrell, Soft Cell, Mark Allman, Keisha Bourne. Soft Cell <laughs> is another one hit band doing uh, a tribute of another one hit uh, band. However, though, the, however, just let me get this to you that uh, the lineup for the album and is it yet finalized? Oh, so okay. we might add some other. People, oh, I hope so. That's not enough. Some other heavyweights for to now, honor T Rex. Come was, on, were monumental <laughs> superstars in the United Kingdom and Europe during the early seventies. Oh, monumental, yeah. monumental superstars from his early days as a mod fashion plate to mm. his first albums as a hippie folk singer to his nineteen seventy transformation into a pioneer glam rock icon. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm now, and he had his big variety show on the BBC that uh, they were all in love with. <clears throat> However, I will say the only saving grace to T-Rex and Mark Bullen is that he's not in the Rock I was Hall of just, I looked that up. <laughs> I was hoping he was. I, I would have bet money looking at this story uh-huh. last night that he was in the Hall of Fame. Uh-huh. I'd have bet money. And when I looked it up, he was not. And neither is T-Rex. And I was like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. So this has got to be the big push because there's a big there's, there is a campaign and has been a campaign, but it's been a, obviously a failed campaign uh, to get them into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So that's coming. You've got to be kidding me. To get T-Rex into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Stop it. Stop it. (laughs) Jeez. so funny. Of course, with uh, lyrics like, you're dirty and sweet, clad in black, don't look back, and I love you. You know, they weakened a lot of knees, I'm sure. Well, you're slim and you're weak. You got the teeth of the Hydra upon you. What? I'm so, whoa. Well, you're built like a car. You got a hubcap, diamond star halo. Okay, this is taking a turn. Right? You're an untamed youth. That's the truth with your cloak full of eagles. Wait, what? What? <laughs> I, wow. I'll bet a lot of people didn't know he was saying any of that in the song because he sort of, sort of mumbles things. Well, this, I mean, this is proof that uh, monumental superstars uh, mm-hmm. in the United Kingdom and Europe during the early 70s with words like that. Yeah. Monumental right. superstars. Monumental superstars. <laughs> superstars. <laughs> they certainly now, didn't oversell it, did they? Well, no. Monumental no, 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 superstars no. This, look, is this exactly is just, what T-Rex were. Look, it's just a tribute album. <laughs> it's just a tribute album. So, I mean, there's song after song after song. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it a forty-five? Nobody knows what a forty-five is. So it's just going to be, <laughs> it's just going to be a couple of songs, and that's it. I don't know. That's amazing. All this is really, I think, is just part of the big campaign for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because uh, they're mm-hmm. all all the people who were, uh, you know, who were uh, 
happy to use him as this glam rock icon and went on his TV show and mm-hmm. they all loved loved the Mark Bolan and T Rex. They want him in the Hall of Fame and he's not. And they want to be able to they want to be able to put him in the Hall of Fame. That's all it is. And so your boys are doomed. I know. Totally. If T Rex if T Rex gets in with one stinking song. I mean twentieth century boy was somewhat <laughs> of a I think it might have hit the top two hundred. Maybe. But really the only charted song they've ever done was Bang a Gong. Yeah. And they're going to get in there before Foreigner. You know they are. You know they are. Absolutely. They're going to get in before Foreigner. There's no doubt about that. Now, especially if they're doing a tribute album. Right. Oh, they're all for it. I mean, has anybody done a tribute album? Maybe for Foreigner. Maybe it's been done and I just didn't uh, know about it. Uh, But uh, how do you do a tribute band, a tribute album for a band Almost no one's ever heard of in the year 2018. Seriously, how many people today know who T Rex is? Nobody. Hardly anyone. Nobody. I'll bet. Nobody knows. Who Maybe Mark in Britain Cohen they is. know, but they don't. In America, you nobody know I mean? knows. He died T-Rex. in what, the 70s. I mean, he died. Seriously, I think. I mean, he, Mark Bolan, drug was a superstar. Uh, I know he's in a, a crash. I think. Uh, Bowie recalled first meeting him. Two of them performed. Bolan's death in a car accident in '77. Wow. So I mean, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, nobody knows him. No. I mean, there's nobody in the United Kingdom knows him. Not not anyone of of not today. today's world. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. But all the people that are doing tribute albums, those are the ones that are going to get him in the Hall of Fame, right? Yeah. Mark, it'll be it'll be all done because they're going to say, well, yeah, he has to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they will. <laughs> and we 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 heard the process how the process works a couple of years ago when Ringo Starr got in as a solo artist. Uh, you know the the genesis of that. Uh, oh, right, right. Because he was talking to Paul McCartney. Yeah. And Paul McCartney said, "Are you not in a? Are you not in? I know you're in with the Beatles, with the band, but are you not in as a solo artist? What? Ringo said no, and he said, "Do you want to be? Yeah." So McCartney called Bruce Springsteen, said, "Hey, do you know Ringo's not in the Rock Hall of Fame?" And Springsteen's like, "Oh my God! Well, we'll take care of that." And they did. <laughs> they did. Oh, yeah, take care of that for you. Yeah. So, That's you know, so it's funny. political. It's all, you know, who the powers that be like mm-hmm. and who they're friends with. That's it. So the Connells yeah. are going to be in uh, tomorrow because uh, uh-huh. I'm going to join the uh, the board. And, and you know what? No, the first thing I'm going to do, I'm going to, if I join up with the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I'm going to put mm-hmm. Foreigner in, then the Connells will be my second order of business. So you have my word on that. That's my Halloween promise to you, Pat. Yeah, let me know when you... In with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm work you, on is, that. That, is there a way to run? Are you running for the <laughs> yeah. board? Or? Yeah, I'm totally, totally doing this. Right. I'm doing it. It's going to be. That means you're moving to Cleveland. I could be a fan could, of that. I could do it from here. <laughs> could, no, you could. Nice try. No, I, I think I should go up there. No, you, you so I think go? you have to be there yeah, to in order to. There. You know, because you can't. Yeah. you can't run. It's too important. Your job too important. You got to be there at all times. Seems like you guys are like. What, what's going on here? What else you got? Talk to you later. Okay. What the hell did you do to your... You seriously cut your fingers, didn't you? I seriously... Yes. You I almost cut them off. chopped them off. Yeah. Damn near did that. Yep. Wow. All right. What do you got to finish up uh, with? We can finish up with uh, Quick Eye by Goodwill. We talk about finding stuff all the time in dumpsters. People find things all the time that are showing up in today's world. Goodwill workers in southern New Jersey turns up a framed page from an original 1774 Philadelphia newspaper with the uh, iconic unite or die snake design on the masthead. Uh, it's you know obviously frayed. It's the Pennsylvania Journal, the Weekly Advertiser. It boasts three items signed by John Hancock, uh, then the president of the 
Provincial Congress, and uh, he pleads for the colonies to fight back enemies trying to divide them. And wait, they found this in a dumpster, did you say? And it was turned into goodwill. This was turned into goodwill. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But still. But still. How much is it worth? Uh, they're saying they're hoping to get between six and 16000 Oh. I would have so thought more. I'm no kidding. It, it probably I would have thought more than that. Yeah, it probably would. All right. Bill O'Reilly. Coming up in just minutes. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-933-93 at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, we're excited to be joined by uh, Bill O'Reilly of BillOReilly.com. Of course, Bill has, uh, it's not so new anymore, but uh, he's got a, a current book out called Killing the SS, uh, the latest in the Killing series. Uh, Bill, welcome to the blaze. Pat, thanks for having me in. I appreciate it. You bet. So the book uh, has done incredibly well, as all of your books uh, do. We'll get to that in a second. But let me ask you about the... Uh, you know, the current environment that, of course, we've all created and um, uh, is now Donald Trump's fault because everything was so peaceful and, <laughs> and sweet and kind before Donald Trump, apparently. What, what do you make of uh, this latest onslaught by the mainstream media to blame virtually everything on Donald Trump, including this killing at the synagogue? Well, we're getting to a desperate point now for the far left, the progressive forces uh, understand that it looks like they're not going to be able to get Donald Trump out of office or destroy him as a human being. Mm-hmm. So that that happened after the Kavanaugh hearing. Uh, so your listeners um, should understand that all of this hysteria about Donald Trump is logical in its inception Right after he won the election, the orders went out, marching orders went out, destroy him. Okay? And then when it didn't work, um, they got desperate. And Kavanaugh was the turn point there because they thought they had Kavanaugh. They thought that he was going to go down. Mm -hmm. And Collins saved him, the senator from Maine. So now it's desperate time, and there's no rationality to it. There's no uh, fairness to it. It's get them, destroy them. Whatever happens in our society, in our country, we blame them and let the chips fall within it. Do you think that independence, I, I think, uh, you know, people on the right see what's, what's going on. People on the left uh, have really kind of turned a blind eye to this stuff. But do independents see the way... Uh, see the hypocrisy in all of this that they spent yes, zero. I think so. They, sp- uh, they spent zero time. Why. They spent yeah. zero time on the Bernie Sanders supporter last year who went yeah, with and Scalise, uh, with right. Scalise, uh, and and now they're all over uh, this particular situation. That's why the gap has closed. I mean, if you look back to late July and August, um, the enthusiasm gap for voting in the midterms was uh, three times what it is now as far as Democrats over Republicans. So the gap is closed. There are some Republicans who said, okay, enough with the Kavanaugh thing, and now I'm going to go out and vote for sure, whereby before I wasn't 
you know, committed that much. Mm-hmm. But I think independent Americans, if you if they truly are independent, um, say to themselves, look, I may not like Donald Trump's style. Um, he might be too bombastic for me and uh, play around with facts that I don't like that. But the other side is worse. They're in it to destroy human beings. They don't care about the truth, and that's certainly a fact. Um, and the media has partnered up with them, and it's not fair, it's not American, and I'm going to vote against it. That's why you've seen the gap close. Mm-hmm. So what, what does your gut tell you about, dude? I mean, does this mean, uh, has it changed to the point where Republicans can keep the majority of the House? Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. And there's not going to be a blue wave. Uh, the Senate will, I think, stay in Republican hands, and they'll add two or three seats. Um, New Jersey might uh, go Republican because Menendez is just uh, getting slaughtered on television with these ads. Um, so there could be some surprises on the upside for the Republicans in the Senate. Very hard to tell in the House because, as you know, Pat, each House race is a small sample in states of voters, and money is pouring in mm-hmm. uh, on both sides to these House races. And it all has to do with a candidate, how well they come across, how they spend their money, that kind of thing. Very hard to tell, but it'll be close, I think. Um, and I just, you know, nobody can really with any certainty predict it. If the uh, Democrats do win the majority in the House, though, the the final two years of the Trump administration, well, and hopefully not the final two years, but the last two years of his first term are going to be an absolute nightmare uh, with investigations and hearings. And uh, it depends if they only have an eight seat lead or or that uh, a slim majority in the House, they're not the the far left, which controls the agenda on the Democratic Party now, they're not going to be able to get a lot of their stuff because there will be Congress people on the Democratic side who vote against it in the, in the more conservative districts in the South and the Midwest. So if it's a 30-seat majority, yeah, it'll be uh, chaos. But if it's an eight-seat majority, it won't. So there's a lot of uncertainty there um, also. Uh, President Trump is a guy who is going to fight on a number of different levels if he's attacked, and we all know that. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so he'll fight. He'll issue executive orders. He'll uh, do a, a number of things that will befuddle, word of the day, uh, the Democrats. But as far as the country is concerned, if the far left goes after Trump and tries to remove him, That'll be two years wasted because it'll definitely be chaotic, um, and we will all suffer for that. And but that will doom them in the presidential election of 2020, I believe. As far as this uh, caravan that is headed here, who do you think is winning the hearts and minds of the American people so far on that on that battle? Because the mainstream media is doing everything they can to present these yeah. people as walking saints. Nobody uh, wants anarchy. Um, so again, independent voters, I think, are turning away from anarchy. They understand that if you let 7,000 people in here uh, to apply for asylum, you'll have 70,000 uh, in the next six months. You'll have 700,000. You'll have 7 million. I mean, what do you think? It's going to stop? No. If, if no. 7,000 people get in and apply for asylum and have a three-year wait 
while they stay in the United States. So any anybody with any kind of rational thinking process understands that this is not the way to govern. And so that you'd have to give the Republicans who, who say, look, you know, uh, you have to have some kind of law in immigration. You just can't allow thousands and thousands of people into the country. It, it's crazy. Now, Trump is exploiting and moving the military, trying to be a tough guy. His base loves that. I'm not sure if the independent precincts love it or not. But I think if, if you had to handicap it, you'd say that Trump probably gets more votes from that than the progressive left does. How, and how do you think that plays out at the border when they actually get here and the military is... get there, Pat. You, you don't think so? No, on BillOReilly.com, we have been way ahead of this story from the very beginning. We said that the Mexican government did not have to let the people in from Guatemala. They could have sealed the bridge, and it never would have happened. Right. Um, and then Pompeo went down to Mexico City and basically read them the riot act in, in private. I know that to be true. And said, if you allow these people to get to the border, you're going to suffer economically. We're going to do all kinds of bad things to you. And Nieto, the current president, uh, and the uh, outgo- he's outgoing, the incoming president, they don't want that. I mean, they got enough problems without the United States hurting them economically. So what's happened is about half of the migrants have already um, turned around and they're way- making their way back to Central America. So you've got maybe 4,000, 3,500 left. Um, the far left has now brought in trucks. Uh, to transport them, but it's chaos. Um, it's an environmental disaster for Mexico. It's costing Mexico um, mm-hmm. tens of millions of dollars. They don't have that money to put out on it. It's dissipating. Uh, and they're still very far away. Now, with the trucks, some of them will get here, but not in a mass form. And the troops are down there basically to be a bulwark, to make sure they don't get into the ports of entry so they can apply for asylum. I don't think there's going to be any violence. I think they'll put up barriers. I think they'll stand there and the tri- people not going to be able to get through that kind of a thing. Okay. So uh, we would avoid a, a massive uh, disaster and, and yeah, really horrible There's not going to be any mass yeah. uh, of people at the border. Tijuana, McAllen, Texas, uh, there'll be some get there, but not enough to cause, uh, you know, a siege the administration has um has pretty much openly blamed some democrats and some funding being done by the on the democrat side are you a believer that uh that george soros and others are, are behind uh the funding of this caravan well i saw, certainly don't want to be anti-semitic that's <laughs> no, the right. latest now <laughs> right if you criticize george soros you're yes. anti-semitic <laughs> yeah you can't because again he's the primary funder of the far left yeah. Hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars uh, that he's responsible for are going into these PACs, political action committees, and these groups. And the group's intent is to destroy people with whom they disagree politically. So George Soros is a villain, a major villain. Now, is he behind Pueblo Sin Frontieras? which is the group that organized this migrant thing, I don't know. And nobody will know, because they don't have to show their donors because they're a Honduran-based organization. But Soros has certainly done this kind of a thing in the past. 
Yeah. He's certainly capable of doing it. He's sympathetic to it. So to bring his name up in context of here's a money man who spreads tens of millions around to create chaos in America, to create hatred, is certainly valid and certainly factual. All right, let's, uh, let's talk about your latest book, uh, Killing the SS, The Hunt for the Worst War Criminals in History. It's amazing how so many of these war criminals actually escaped in the first place and then uh, were captured over time. Um, it, t- tell us about that process. Well, it, it, it was after World War II, after Hitler uh, was defeated. You think there's chaos now in America? I mean, there was no central authority in Germany at all. And millions and millions of people were on the street. They were trying to get home. Uh, they were all over the place. So it was easy for SS villains, the people who ran the concentration camps, who manned them, who cr- committed mass murder, to th- take off their uniforms, their black uniforms, and then blend in with the civilian population. And that's what happened. Now, there was an, uh, an organization called Odessa. You maybe remember the movie The Odessa File mm-hmm. that had been set up uh, about a year before the Third Reich fell by Heinrich Himmler, the head of the SS. They had a lot of money and assassins, and they helped the big shots like Eichmann and Mangala, the Angel of Death in Auschwitz, and Klaus Barbie, the Butcher of Lyon, Martin Bormann. Uh, Hitler's right-hand man, they helped them get out of Germany into Italy, Genoa, and on boats to South America, South Africa, and Spain. Those mm-hmm. are the three primary places that the SS escaped to. And they were helped by the American, by um, the uh, International Red Cross in Switzerland. Uh, elements of the CIA helped them, elements of the Catholic Church. So we... we Why? Uh, you know, it was, they were individuals helping them. It wasn't okay. a. It wasn't like the Red Cross in Switzerland sat down and had a meeting, said we're going to help the SS guys escape, that or hopefully happen. the CIA. Uh, hopefully the leadership. Well, the CIA. That was a different story, because General Patton. When we wrote Killing Patton, um, we had a lot of stuff left over, which is why we went into killing the SS with it. Patton was the military governor of Southern Germany. He had no interest in hunting down SS criminals. Hmm. His primary interest was um, Stalin and the Soviet Union and stopping their incursion into Europe. That's where he put all his resources, and some of those resources were Nazis. That the CIA and the American military hired these people, these Nazis, some of them SS, to spy on Stalin, to do operations against the Soviet Union. That's how Klaus Barbie got on the CIA payroll. They just jumped um, into the next fight that they knew yes. was going to have to be waged. Yes, then Patton believed that they were going to have to fight the Russians. So did Truman, because mm-hmm. Truman wasn't a big Nazi hunter. He had to be blackmailed. One of the great parts of the killing the SS is uh, Dugard and I discovered how uh, one judge from Nuremberg basically said to Harry Truman, look, you either provide resources to get these guys, or I'm going to make it a campaign issue in 1952. You're going to be toast. Mm. Uh, in 1948, I should say, uh, in 1948. And Truman had to do it, didn't want to do it, because, again, they were focused on Stalin. So Killing the SS is a book about evil. That's why I wrote it, Pat. I wanted Americans to wake up 
because we have a growing evil in America, a growing evil. And I've said this from the beginning, um, way before the synagogue massacre in Pittsburgh. I said, look, this is getting worse here, this evil. And many of us are turning away from it, as the Germans did in the late 1920s and 30s. You can't do that. You've got to engage. And when you see evil, you've got to confront it and fight it in your own life. Mm-hmm. That's why I wrote this book. And because a lot of people, they, you know, my mother it had no idea what evil was. Never saw it in her whole life. I've seen far too much of it. It's touched my life. Yeah. And, and I want people to know about it. And that's what Killing the SS, it's, a, it's a, written in a thriller style. This is the eighth killing book, 19 million copies in print, Pat. Wow. Right? Awesome. 15 <laughs> wow. number one New York Times bestsellers for me. The most of any nonfiction author in history. Mm. All right? That's awesome. So we're doing something right. Yeah, I'd say so, yeah. yeah I'd um, say so. And this book is an important book, Killing the SS, The Hunt for the Worst War Criminals in History, and they were. Well, it, it is important because the... the the growing evil that you speak about fights so hard against mentioning the Nazis or uh, 1930s and 40s Germany because they know exactly what you just said, that uh, this is how you remind people about that evil and how you stop it today. You tell people, look, this has happened in the past. It's not that outrageous that it could happen in the future. And German Americans are the largest ethnic group in the United States. If you go to Germany, it's the same people. They speak mm-hmm. a different language, all right? They may wear a little later hosen uh, down in Bavaria, <laughs> but it's the same people, Yeah. all right? Yeah. It's not like these are, you know, uh, different planet uh, aliens. And, you know, you have a situation in America now where we got people walking into schools killing kids, walking into places of worship. You know, what is that? That's... Evil. Right. Evil. You know, you don't blame the president. You don't do this. That's just stupid. What you do is you recognize evil exists, and in your own life, you try to fight against it. All right, before we cut you loose, I, I've, I've got to ask you about uh, about this brain pill you're so high on. Um, I don't... <laughs> I actually don't even know if you're... If you know that you're high on it, but there is a brain pill called Cognivix Clarity... That quotes you uh, discussing your experience. Extensive quotes. Yeah, extensive quotes in this in this advertisement about uh, Bill O'Reilly's Cognivex Clarity experience, and you go fake through news. your your whole fourteen day experience here. Yeah, it's a fake news thing. <laughs> I I'm, this is the first I'm hearing about it. It is the first uh, you're hearing about it, or not the first? Yeah. Oh, where okay. is it running? Wow, it's uh, it's on the internet. Oh, it's all over the read, internet. Read that quote to Bill that, that he is in quotes having said, said this about. I mean, this is amazing because they do this with uh, with facial cream. <laughs> they do this with this brain pill. But they've quoted you as saying, "Cognivex Clarity is the real deal. The increase in focus, creativity, and overall mental performance was a little bit scary, to be honest." <laughs> I felt like a different person. I didn't notice any side effects at all, either. I need to order a box of these before they're released into stores. Yeah. It, you know, look, they can get away with this because they'll say it's satire. Uh, 
Is that how they get away with it? Because I, I can't believe they continue to get away with it. Please look into it. If you can, uh, you know, tell me where yeah. you saw it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll send it. Um, yeah, we will find it. We'll I find nothing examples. to do with it, and yeah. I would never have anything to do with anything like that. So, okay. so you that that's not the secret behind the killing series, Bill. <laughs> yeah. Take a box yeah. of those before you start writing stuff down. <laughs> this is evil. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's evil. There we go. It's minor evil, but it's still you know still an evil. Every uh, law. Of honesty well, in, the, in the world. Yeah, it's completely un-American. Ridiculous. Um, all right, BillOReilly.com, uh, the, the latest book, Killing the SS, The Hunt for the Worst War Criminals in History. Fascinating read. And uh, you can find Bill every day, Monday through Friday, at BillOReilly.com, and on weekends, too. And we appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having all right. me in. Thanks a lot, Bill. Appreciate all you right, coming cheers. on. All right, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Let me tell you about uh, their sponsor this half hour, iTarget Pro. Uh, it might only be October, but it's it's not too early to start thinking about gifts for that special somebody in your life for Christmas, and not just any gift, but something they can really use, something that might actually save their life. This year, be the coolest relative, the coolest friend, the best Santa with iTarget Pro. It's a product that's revolutionizing dry fire training. Uh, you don't have to go out and buy a bunch of ammo, which is really expensive. You just use your smartphone and their app. And then there's a uh, caliber-specific laser that fits into your firearm, and it detects exactly where your shots are landing on the target. Yeah, and, and, and get this for somebody you love that may maybe they're nervous about going to the shooting range. Get mm-hmm. them comfortable with firing a weapon, and you don't have to worry about shooting your wall or anything like that. It is so awesome. I love this. Yeah, because a lot of times the bullets don't stop at the wall. Most walls. I, I don't know if uh, you know Most that. Most walls. Uh, they go through to the other side, and then <laughs> something could happen to yeah. somebody on the other side of that wall. So yep. it's really not a good idea. But right now you can save 10% when you use the offer code PAT to purchase the iTarget Pro system. It's I, then targetpro.com. iTargetPro.com, offer code PAT. Pat Gray returns. On the Blaze Radio Network. Bill was fun, right? Oh, yeah. We've got to have him on more often. Um, yeah, I would like to know what he is dressing up as for Halloween, but I didn't we'll ask, never know. didn't ask that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Bill O'Reilly doesn't dress up for Halloween. Oh, you're yeah, pretty sure? Pretty sure, pretty sure, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 888-900-3393. Uh, happy Halloween, by the way. Oh, thank you. Uh, you. You get out full size or fun size tonight? I don't know. I didn't. And by the, the way, candy. what the hell? I mean, I'm, we've asked this question. It's an age-old question. What is fun about a fun size? There's nothing fun about it. It's just small. Well, here's what I don't. Understand. That's not fun. Yeah, that's not fun at all. The fun is like a gigantic candy bar. That's a fun size. What do you mean, giving me this little teeny candy bar and telling me it's a fun it's not size? Fun. Go have fun. It's not fun at all. Yeah. Um, where is the candy? It's Halloween. Why is it like spread out here like a buffet? What's going on? I don't on? know. I, it's Well, you're the producer. I mean, that's like your job to oh, be doing that. No, that's cute. Yeah. Appreciate so. It. Yeah, well, see, uh, since I am uh, the producer and I'm a, a cheap uh, individual, uh, you'll be getting it tomorrow mm-hmm. when it's 50% off. <clears throat> that's when I'll be buying right. it for the show. Mm, that's great. All right. Mm-hmm. 888-933-93. Um, yeah, let's go to Chris in Indiana. Chris, hi. You're on the blaze. Hey. Did you hear... Did you hear about the millennials that are suffering PTSD since uh, Trump's gotten office? <laughs> yes, yes. That's... And you know, it's a disgrace to our military. Mm-hmm. It is. You know, it the is. guys that come back. Our son was served over there, 
and he came back with a purple heart. But, you know, he might have a little bit. But, you know, you think of all these other guys that have suffered, and then these people think, oh, they're really suffering, and yeah. they're just crazy. Yeah. Uh, appreciate it. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, we've, we've, we've done such a disservice to the millennials uh, by allowing this kind of crap to creep into their culture into the very essence of it. I mean, they believe this stuff now. Yeah. They believe that they have PS, PTSD because of Donald Trump. I mean, they believe in cry rooms. They believe they they should be babied and pampered and and the rules changed for them every step of the way so that nothing offensive or harmful or disturbing or or irritating can ever happen in their lives. Terrible disservice to them. Uh 888-933-93. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. I'd like to hear what the best horror movie of all time is. What would you... uh, What's the best horror movie you've ever seen? Oh, I, I can't even, you know. They don't watch them anymore. They don't usually. Yeah, I haven't watched Scream them. Scream really is the last time. one I watched, and it was very and that's, good. But that's comedy, right? That's, I mean, that's, that's there's some horror to it. Saw? Oh. Martin says Saw. That's gross. I, I haven't seen Saw, but I've heard Saw is, it's pretty gruesome though, right? <clears throat> they call it, they call it Saw because the guy takes a saw to people, <laughs> right? And cuts portions of their body off with a saw. I mean, that's beautiful. What what is uh, what would you not want to see about that? I mean, yeah, of yeah, course right. you want to watch uh, bodies be sawed up. Rob down the hall <laughs> says classic Freddy. You know, uh, uh, Friday the Thirteenth. No, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, oh, Freddy, yeah, Freddy Krueger, Freddy Krueger. And then you've oh, it's got Jason. Jason is just uh, Jason Friday on Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah. I used to watch those as a kid, um, which was stupid. I watched them when I was younger. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the first Halloween movie was my last Halloween movie. Uh, my last real, you know, Scary big time. Movie? Yes. Yeah. Although, did I? I think I saw the ring somewhere along the line. That was, and that wasn't gory. That was just kind of creepy because a little girl was involved. Mm. It's always scarier, it seems, when there's a child involved and there's they're evil in some way. I think the That's scariest creepy. thing though that I've ever seen, and I didn't realize. I guess I kind of realized what I was getting into was the fourth quarter of the Falcons Patriots Super Bowl a couple years ago. That's mm-hmm. probably the most terrified I've ever been. Somehow it always comes back to the Falcons or yeah, the Connells because I'm scarred for I life. Just, uh, I'm okay. traumatized mm-hmm. by uh, football. Um, my wife and I saw Ghost Story like many years ago, like 30 years ago or so. And I remember that being scary, but I haven't seen it in three decades. So I'm not sure if it still holds up. But hmm. Ghost Story, I think John Houseman was in that. You're not a little concerned that maybe it's like your poltergeist experience? Yes. <laughs> yes. Which we finally showed that to the kids because I thought, man, they're going to be blown away by this movie. <laughs> Nobody does it like Steven Spielberg, man. Cheese! Uh, <laughs> they laughed at it the whole time. I know, the it did not hold up well. Did not hold up well. Some folks on Twitter, uh, worship leader Caleb says the uh, Exorcist is the scariest oh, horror movie of yeah. all time. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, mm-hmm. 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 I can imagine that is. Uh, I wouldn't see that one. That one's a little too real, a little too scary for me. I, I wouldn't. Uh, that that is something that would actually uh, unnerve me because you know. It's actually about Satan. Mm. 
Uh, if it's about ghosts or, you know, vampires or monsters, it doesn't bother me because I know that's not real. Yeah, okay. Well, Gen X or Kim, using the uh, hashtag put that in your pipe, tweets mm-hmm. out that um, Hannibal, Hannibal is very scary for her. Okay. So Haven't seen that one, but okay. I, I can, I, I would imagine. Is that, that's, is that about Hannibal Lecter? Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. So that's the uh, follow-up to Silence of the Lambs, right? And so I never saw that either. Um, Silence of the Lambs was very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, we're hearing Children of the Corn. <laughs> Children. Okay. Um, hmm. Haven't seen that one either. It's what happens when you give up uh, horror yeah. movies for four decades. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's hard to you don't see a lot of them. Carry you know? that topic. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, Alien. It is. Uh, they're saying down the hall there. Uh-huh. Okay. I heard Dylan chime yeah, in. Yeah, with this. it's certainly gross and when of course, that if, thing pops out of yeah. him. And if Dylan says it, then it's obviously. I mean, that's it. That's the end of the yeah. discussion. It's a fact mm-hmm. that Alien then is the... Let's see. Really? That ends it? Yeah. Okay. As you know, he's always right about something. I'd like got. to hear from somebody who has seen the Netflix movie, The Haunting of Hill House, because oh, you I understand... Oh, you talked about the trailer. Yeah. That there, I read an article about The Haunting of Hill House, and they said people were vomiting and passing out from watching it. Uh, they they wouldn't go to sleep at night. They couldn't go to sleep at night. They'd, they'd sleep with the lights on. I mean, it was supposedly <laughs> super disturbing. So if anybody's ever if anybody's seen the Haunting of Hill House, I'd like to hear what your thought what you thought about that. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, also, you can tweet us at uh, Pat Unleashed from the Fourth Horseman. <laughs> this was from when we were playing uh, Alice and Camerata. Uh, oh, CNN CNN uh, stuff. Uh huh. Please stop. Alice and Camerata's voice is as aggravating as Hillary's voice and Beto's guitar. My ears are bleeding. Yeah, yeah, that's <clears throat> understandable. Yeah. Sorry about that, y'all. She's she's really, uh, she's gone over to the dark side for sure. Huh. Um, Michael tweets, perfect example of the left's deadly allergy to personal responsibility. It's not the shooter's fault as much as it is those who planted the idea. Uh, Gen X or Kim? Actually, in the 80s, a candy bar named PB Max was better than the Reese's Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. Though they don't make it anymore. Reese's are too sweet. Oh, Uh, I disagree. Reese's are just... Uh, They're fantastic. Perfect. They're fantastic. They're perfect. Reese's are... uh, Yeah, I wouldn't change anything on them. (laughs) Well, I might add caramel to the mix. If they had a... You know, leave the original the way it is, but also add a Reese's caramel cup maybe they have that like even. a glaze on top you yeah. want or something sort of like a milky way although you got the chocolate you got the caramel you got the peanut butter okay oh man yeah why oh, didn't your fantastic. producer bring in candy today a good question that what no one knows the answer to jerk got some halloween urban legends <clears throat> that just won't die like um the number one halloween urban legend that will not die poisoned candy the most persistent Halloween urban legend of all is the idea that somewhere in your hometown lurks some sadist who's poisoning the Halloween candy that they're giving out to random trick-or-treaters. In history, this has never happened. There's not a documented case of someone deliberately poisoning Halloween candy. <laughs> it did happen where somebody poisoned it, but it wasn't at random. It was the kid's father who did it to him. Intentionally spiked his son's pixie sticks with cyanide. And and his son 
ate the pixie stick and died from the poisoning. Now, that happened in 1974, and it was uh, Ronald O'Brien in Houston, Texas. No, suburban Houston. He got the death penalty for it, died of lethal injection in 1974. They wasted no time putting him to death. And then there's the razor blade thing. I, I don't think there's a documented case of a razor blade being put into an apple. You know how everybody has their ra- their apples uh, x-rayed at a local emergency room area that's doing that for Halloween? It it just doesn't happen. And why would it when you think about yeah, it? Yeah, that's dumb. Where Are you trick-or-treating at Chuck Manson's house? <laughs> Who's going to do that? Well, it's just all the more reason to. If you find an apple in your trick-or-treat bag, you just throw it out. Because it's an apple. That's what we've always done. Yeah, <laughs> it's, just, it's an apple. It's stupid. Yes, it's like I, I don't want apples. I don't want carrots. Don't give me raisins. I want candy. You want okay? a couple of dimes? If I'm at your no. I don't want That's dimes. That's what I got from the granny next door. I to want my house pennies. I don't want dimes. I don't want any of that. If you don't. If you don't have candy, turn off your lights and don't answer the door. Okay. Oh, All right. That's a good plan. Um, urban legend number two. It's not specific to Halloween, but many versions of Bloody Mary involve performing an incantation on Halloween night. Um, I guess you stare yourself in the mirror and you say Bloody Mary three times. And then some demonic woman appears from the other side. Okay, <laughs> It's just like the, uh, what was the uh, Michael Keaton movie? Uh, you had to say his name three times and he showed up too. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice yeah. three times. What if I stare into a mirror and I say Totino's Pizza three times? Oh, man, that would be great if it would show up, wouldn't it? That'd be nice, but that doesn't happen. Only evil occurs when you stare in the mirror and say something three times. I don't know why. It's weird. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Then I, I like I like this story, too. The spider wig. A young girl was rooting around in her grandma's attic seeking a Halloween costume. Okay. <clears throat> so she chose a wig. And something that looks like a witch's hat. And she went to a party. Then her scalp began to itch. Oh, then no, I don't want to know. the other nope. party party goers started to scream as they saw thousands of tiny spiders come out of the wig and are crawling all over her face. Uh, yeah, I don't it, like. I it didn't not, happen. Uh, it didn't happen. It's okay. Oh, okay. Relax. Oh. Didn't didn't actually happen. I don't like spider stories. I'm triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, court in Texas. Hate spiders. You've seen the Haunting of Hill House. Yes, sir. I have. And was it was it scary enough to make you vomit? No, I did not vomit. Or I think that's all the snowflakes up north, probably. <laughs> but, okay. But they melt anyway, so it's the same thing. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, I seen it. It was it was kind of it was more creepy in some parts, and then it was suspenseful, like. They would jump at you, spots you weren't expecting, like they're just cruising, and then out of nowhere something happens. Um, but it was it was a it was a really good show too. It had a good story. And that's what drew me to it more okay. than anything. So. so, isn't it? It's like a it's like several episodes, right? Yes, sir. How many? Do you, do you remember? I think it's it's ten episodes. I'm ten. pretty sure they're like a wow. hour a piece or something. Okay. Uh, all right, but it was was it legitimately scary? Were you scared by it? 
Uh, yeah, I was scared yeah. at some moments because you like you know it's gonna come and then like it doesn't come and then out of nowhere it comes like a little later when you didn't expect. Did it you vomit? No, he didn't vomit. He, he already didn't said vomit. He did not vomit. Did you leave the lights? What on? show are you listening to? I'm sorry. Okay, I apologize. I missed that part. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, Court. He, he, uh, I know he said the people up north do when they watch. Yeah, but he okay. also he said not, he did not. He did not. Okay. No, he did not. My apologies. Uh, John in Utah. Hi, you're on the blaze. So uh, I saw Haunting of Hill House also. Okay. Um, same thing. I didn't. I didn't vomit or pass out. Again, I. I think that's just people that are wusses. Um, yes. <laughs> but I. I really don't like horror movies or shows or anything like that. But I really liked it. I was. I was into it. Okay. So, I mean, my my. I watch that kind of stuff because my wife really likes it, and I just kind of sit there and roll my eyes because I think they're cheesy. Yeah. But this so was this not. Show, this was really well done. Just I like I was I was wanting to watch the next episode every time it ended. Nice. All right. Is, so. Now is the is the evil involved? Is it like uh, Satan? Um, I think it's. I think it's just uh, just spirits from oh, the house. Okay. Okay. So just people who lived there. I so think just like ghosts. Yeah. It's so ghosts. Just, just people, I guess, that were murdered in the house. That's what I took away from it. Okay. So somebody that doesn't like horror flicks or scary TV shows, do you think that they would like this? Because I know people that don't like zombie stuff, you know, still enjoy The Walking Dead because there's more of a storyline than just, you mm. know, mm-hmm. being scared. So do you, do you think somebody that doesn't like uh, scary stuff might enjoy this, John, or what? Uh, yeah, I actually think they would because the, the other thing that they do really well in the show is they connect storylines. There's there are several characters involved with the show, and it shows their childhood in the house, and then it shows how that childhood affects them as adults today, and it just connects mm. all those storylines throughout the show, and it's it's just really interesting to see how they did that. They, it's not just a bunch of teenagers go up into the house and mm-hmm. get murdered as time goes on. It's just, <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, all right. How it, oh, no, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. It's what? So, uh, yeah. I was going to repeat what I said. <laughs> okay. I don't think he wants to ruin it for us. <laughs> All right. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. Uh, 888-900-3393. Yeah, there's not a lot, too, when, you know, teenagers are making out in the woods, they're half naked, and then they get a harpoon through their skull. Yeah, it's not fun to me. And that's not very I don't like that. Either. No, it's not. You know, it's not much. Uh, yeah, you want a little more scene. substance to it. Yeah, that scene lacks nuance. That's yeah. For sure. <laughs> it does. <laughs> it does lack nuance. It's a good way to put it. <laughs> Uh, years ago, Glenn founded Real Estate Agents I Trust because he got frustrated trying to sell his house with a realtor that wasn't that very good. Um, since it was pre-realestateagentsitrust.com, um, she wasn't a member of that particular organization. And so the house sat there, and they lost a lot of money on it. That's what happens when the house sits there. You don't want that to happen. Great agents understand that. When they're really committed to what they do, they know about these things. They know when to list your home and for how much. They know what your house should look like on the outside. When people pull up to the curb, what's the appeal of the house? Is the landscaping looking really good? Oh, like at my yard where the hedges are half trimmed for And there's blood all over them from your reason? really weird mishap. Uh, <laughs> is the trim still looking good? What about the paint? Is it current? Um, they'll know about all this stuff. And how to professionally stage your house inside. The pictures that need to go up on the internet to get people interested enough to come and look at it in person. 
And then when to list and what's going on in the market, what's going to what's going to be happening in the market six months from now. All of these things are really important. Plus, they're fans of the show, so you've got that in common right from the start. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Go there. We will introduce you to the best agent in your area. Realestateagentsitrust.com. I like this particular um, Halloween urban legend. Every once in a while it comes out uh, that uh, Halloween is going to fall on Friday the 13th this year. Wait, no. Um, That can't happen. (laughs) Since Halloween is on the 31st of October every year, it can't. It can't ever happen That's on Friday like right the 13th. That's right saying, tell Democrats to vote on Wednesday. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Oh, my gosh. That would be super scary if Halloween is on Friday the 13th this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would, except it can't happen since, you know, there's a set time and date for it. Hmm. Although this group has started a petition to move the date of Halloween, so maybe that won't always be the case. Uh, the Wait, Halloween what? and Costume Association... <laughs> Okay. All right. Yeah, we've got too many associations when you have a Halloween and costume association. There is no need for that. <laughs> they want to move Halloween to the last Saturday of October. Why? Because it wouldn't be on a school night that way, and it would be a safer, longer, stress-free celebration that way. Uh, the petition, join the Saturday Halloween movement, cites darkness as its main safety concern and believes starting the celebration earlier in the day could keep kids safer. You don't want to go trick-or-treating in like the afternoon when it's light outside. That's not fun. No, and that it, it used so to be it was dark early mm, right. for Halloween until 2006 when the one of the last things the Republican Congress did was they said, oh, well, let's save energy in America and let's make daylight savings last longer. And so they, they moved it, uh, what would be up in the spring, and they moved it back, back. in the fall. Mm-hmm. So now trick-or-treating... It basically begins when it's still daylight out. Yeah, I hate that. And that's... I think they should eliminate daylight savings time. Okay, I'm good. Let's do this. Eliminate it. Okay. Stop doing it. But they're not going to, so... Uh, It's just a hope of mine and a wish and a dream. I have a dream today, friends, that... uh, Daylight savings time could be eliminated completely, but they're not going to. Yeah, because then... Maybe they would start trick-or-treating earlier. and People like you and I could shut the doors and turn off the lights at, what, 6 o'clock? We're going to 6 o'clock? Let's turn mm-hmm. it off. Just We're done here at this But house. look at right now in Fox & Friends, they're trick-or-treating right now. It's it's too bright in that studio to trick-or-treat. I, I don't want to do that. Right. I see. But, I, I mean, the kids that are trick-or-treating are like two, so I don't mm-hmm. think they care. Um, 888 <laughs> Brad in Pennsylvania. Hi, you're on the blaze. Hi, how are you? Good. Good. Um... Yeah, I saw Hill House. It was it was good enough to watch the uh, the whole thing. So okay, so you did you liked it, but it wasn't that scary yeah. to you. No, not at all. Hmm. Okay, obviously no crying, no vomiting, no uh, sleeping with the lights on. Not a little bit, but I was drinking. Okay. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Brad. Uh, Mike in Georgia, you're on the blaze. Hi. Uh, yeah, uh, haunting a Hill House series. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, it was it was kind of lame. I mean, there was maybe three or four parts through all ten episodes that made you jump. Mm-hmm. But how they wrapped it up in the tenth episode was absolutely depressing. Oh, really? 
Yeah, yeah I hated bad. the ending. Okay. Now, the original, uh, the movie back in the 90s, I think, uh-huh. Catherine Zeta-Jones, that was pretty good. How do, I, I haven't seen that one. Catherine Zeta-Jones yeah, is in it? Good. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I then also... Yeah? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I just want to say, uh, as far as uh, good horror movies and stuff, mm-hmm. I always enjoyed uh, Amityville or Conjuring. Those are both good ones from... More recently, I enjoy The Purge. Oh, yeah. That's kind of scary, the way Democrats act these days. That could actually happen. (laughs) No kidding. You ain't kidding. All right. Thanks a lot, Mike. Appreciate it. Uh, 888-900-3393. This is kind of scary. Um, Millennials, according to a recent survey, want uh, Oprah Winfrey to run for president and would elect her president if she did run. Uh, Sure they would. She's the most likely to be considered uh, by millennials in America. Other celebrities they would consider after Oprah Winfrey, Tom Hanks, and Dwayne Johnson. Future president Dwayne Johnson? Yeah. That's him. Now, Dwayne Johnson, I don't know if they know this. I think he's a little more conservative than they might understand. Uh, Because I think Dwayne Johnson is actually a Republican. He has spoken at the Republican convention. Right. I think 04, 08, Yeah. 04. Uh, Kanye West, who's been vocal about his support of President Trump until yesterday (laughs) uh, and met with him earlier this month in the Oval Office, made the top 10. Uh, He also declared in August that he would make a bid for president in 2024. I can't wait. He he might do it sooner now because he's no longer a supporter of the president. Oh, right. Yeah. Now he says the president used him and he's disgusted by that. He was... He was used to promote things he didn't believe in. Okay. What are you, 12? Come on. However, he's, uh, yeah, he's, he's not going to get involved in politics uh, anymore, he says, uh, which is fine by me. I, I, I'm not sure he's the best politician available. Um, and you might stick to the music. We all, <laughs> we all know the music is uh, oh, what do we got? second to none. Right? Whoopie do scoop. Scoop dee dee whoop. Mm-hmm. Whoop dee scoop dee poop. Kanye West. Whoop dee scoop dee right scoop dee whoop. Whoopie dee scoop whoop poop. Whoop dee dee whoop scoop. Uh huh. Poop. 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 Scoop dee dee whoop. Whoop dee dee scoop. I mean, that kind of genius doesn't just spill out of people, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, I mean, if you have too much fiber, I guess it does spill out of you. Ah, oh, boy. Uh, Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. We do have this story, though. After I just said that there's never been a uh, documented case mm-hmm. of candy poisoning, Uh-oh. here's a case of maybe some candy poisoning. Oh, no. Shortly after getting home from trick-or-treating Sunday, five-year-old, why are you trick-or-treating on Sunday when it wasn't, wasn't Halloween? Have been a church or a weekend thing? Uh, maybe. Five-year-old Braylon Carwell began having some sort of seizure, and then police say hospital staff found the boy uh, tested positive for methamphetamines in his system. Officers say they're now investigating after his parents said it must have come from the trick-or-treat candy the boy had. Oh, no. Uh, Is anybody else a little skeptical about that and thinking maybe the parents had something to do with this? Hmm. The left side of his face was just droopy, and then he fell, and he couldn't move his arm. And he didn't know where he was, and he didn't know what he was doing, according to his mom. Um, So this might be one of the few I've, maybe the only one that's ever been 
actually documented. We'll have to keep an eye on this and see if that's what they find out it was. Who would, uh, again, who would do that to Where did a this child? happen again? Mm, Galleon? I don't know what state. Mm, I'll have to look that up. I'm sorry. Yeah. Be careful. All right. Have, have a happy Halloween. Uh, we will see you tomorrow. Pat Gray. Only on the Blaze Radio Network.